Well, I got a lot of listens recently. 27 listens on March. Wait, no. What? March? What's wrong with me? Someday. I don't remember which which day. It's not March. It said like May, I think. It's 9 a.m. Do you know where your children are? Um, why am I up at 9 a.m.? Is it because I woke up at 9 a.m. and I'm awake early in the day and I'm like gonna get up and get life done and be amazing? No, none of that. No, I stayed up all night playing RimWorld. RimWorld really is fucking addicting. My gosh. Ah, gosh. What are the, okay, here are the most addicting games I've ever played. RimWorld is number one for sure. And then number two is a surprising one. It's probably Euro Truck Simulator is number two. Okay? Because the thing about these two games is that, the like, you, like, these are games that require a lot of time to play. Versus, you know, I mean, all these other, all these other games, Arkham Knight, Hitman, whatever, Horizon Zero Dawn, all these other games, like, especially the ones that have a story or whatever, or even Forza, which doesn't have a story, it's a fucking racing game. All these games, they're they they're not nearly as addicting because they have ends, you know? Like there's a fight or there's there's a there's a a, a thing you got to do, there's a a race, you know, when the race is over, you know when the race is over even if it's like a tournament or a fucking what like things end in Hitman. You kill the person, um, or you know you you get you assassinate your targets, um, like the shit. Like, things end, right? But with RimWorld, it doesn't end because sure you may get raided and then you you fucking you know you may get raided and you make it through the raid and everyone's alive and all that, but then still you gotta like, you know. Make sure that your injured pawns are 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 getting healed up, and then you gotta like capture prisoners. Um, I mean, you don't have to do that, but like you want to, so that you can like either sell them as slaves, or you can like recruit them into your colony, or you can release them so you can increase like the the fucking uh, relations with the other factions that raided you. Uh, like, there's so many different million things that you can do, and it just doesn't end. And it's such a good game. And I I can't stop. I can't stop. It's so good, man. Ah. I enjoy the shit out of that game, man. I swear. You know, I I think um I mean, it's, it's really the same thing with your truck simulator. It's like, sure, you finish a delivery, but then it's like, oh, now I have enough money to buy another truck and like and hire another driver and put them on the road. <laughs> you know, it's like any game that's a management game. You know what else? I mean, you know what other games have kept me up this much? Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, for sure. Um, that was my first, that was one of my first, like, games that I had, um, um, uh, like, on computer, on PC. Um, so Roller Coaster Tycoon, absolutely addicting. 
um, specifically Roller Coaster Tycoon Three Platinum, because of course uh, the Platinum version with all the all the expansions, fucking um, uh, the the zoo expansion and the water parks and shit. Um, that was absolutely addicting. And then cities, not city skylines. Yeah, city skylines was a little bit addicting, but not really. And then unfortunately, I mean, I guess fortunately, because I didn't spend all my time doing it. But um, I thought Planet Coaster was gonna be doubly as addicting as Roller Coaster Tycoon because it's so much more flexibility. But for whatever reason, it's not. Like I mean, I, it's so much more creativity too. But I guess like the thing about it is that uh. Like, one of the big things when, when I'm playing a game is, like, the more I can mod it, the more addicting it becomes because it's more immersive and there's more shit to do. Like, Planet Coaster, the mods on Planet Coaster, there's not so much, right? But with Roller Coaster Tycoon, there was a ton. And, um, and um, yeah, with certain games, there are, a fuck, like, there are a million mods. Sims, of course, there's a million mods, but I never really got a got super into sims other than like building shit um but i feel like if i if i had sims at a younger age you know like because my sister is the person who had who had the sims so that's how i really really started playing is is through my sister right but if i had gotten the sims when i first like with my first laptop which was like a piece of shit that Ran game. Then again, I beat GTA Five on my laptop, which by the, I which was running at like maybe maybe ten FPS at the most, um, on the lowest settings, and the world wouldn't even load most of the time. So I'm like running on like I'm running, uh, I'm I'm walking on air. You know, like the the roads wouldn't load up. Um, um, the the whole like environment wouldn't load up like half the time. So, um, and I beat GTA five on that. So I guess you could call me an expert. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, what, what are the other, what other addicting games have I, what are the most addicting games that I've played? Let me look at my Steam library real quick. I'm, I'm not at my... I'm in my bed. You could probably hear from the sheets ruffling, but I'm just going to look at my... Um... <sighs> I am tired, obviously, because I've been up all fucking night playing RimWorld. Um... Oh, damn. I don't remember my, my Steam account name. Is it KJO101? Yep. What's my password? Uh, I'm going to guess it's this. Sign in. It is not. What is it then? It's not that either. Okay, I'm not gonna fuck, I'm not gonna mess with it because I don't want to get locked out of my thing. Um. I should I should know that because uh, I don't want to get locked out of my account. I mean, then again, I could just like, you know, say I forgot the password and reset the shit. <sighs> um, yeah, Grand Theft Auto is not nearly as addicting. 
which is wild because there's a ton of stuff to do in that game as well. But like again, things end. It's not endless. You know? Like you do a mission or you do a, a whatever, like shit ends. And sure, like if you're playing online, they try to throw you into as many like things as possible. You start one one game or one mini game or a mission or something and once that's done, it's like automatically like, hey, you want to stick with these people? Um, it doesn't even ask you. It just like gives you an option of six different new things to do. And then you click one and then, you know, you do that for the next 10 minutes. Then it gives you another thing to do and you just forget. But even still, like also GTA 5, like online is so fucking broken too. Like in terms of like uh, sometimes the lobbies uh, don't even load. You get stuck in the loading screen. Um, some people sometimes you're playing with assholes um, who are hackers. Usually that's the overlap. They're assholes and they're hackers. Um, sometimes you every once in a while you find the benevolent hacker who just like spawns money and like <sighs> like spawns money and like um you know uh. Uh, makes fun shit to do in the in the lobby, um, in the open world. But um, but yeah, they're 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 like games that are. Uh, I, Rimworld is another fucking beast, man. You know, I found a new strategy for what I do when I get raided by mechanoids, right? Or if uh. I mean, not not when I get raided by mechanoids, because if I'm getting raided by mechanoids, I can't I, there, I can't do anything in time. There's nothing I can do in time. But um, like the only thing I could do is like actually try to fight them off, and usually that means we're all gonna die um, because mechanoids are fucking ridiculous to fight. I mean, the smaller ones are are easier. Like I have I have strategies to take those down now, right? Like the smaller ones, the pikemen, the lancers, like those are a lot easier to take down. But um, the centipedes are the fucking ridiculous ones because they have they have these their weapons are they fire so fast right so it's hard to get you you basically can't get close to them without like dropping an EMP on them and then even if you do get close to them like if there's more than two centipedes then you're probably not gonna have enough pawns um to like melee them to death and the centipedes have like good melee. Like, they can actually fight. So, um, other than their rage attack. So, and they're they're strong as shit. They take so much to take down. So, what I do, instead of fighting them with my own pawns, right? I let my pawns do their thing, right? Um, And I insult another faction over the the comms. And then they raid me. (laughs) And I, what I do, I save before I insult them, right? And then, um, or I, or I insult them and then I save because there's usually a delay like a couple hours before they can get to get to your um to your base or to your map. <sighs> so what I do, I call them or I insult them and then they come to my map and I and I make sure that like they they spawn onto my map or they enter my map in a area that's going to put them in line so um to like to like uh uh 
you know, get to the, to the mechanoid hive or mechanoid, uh, location. Right. And then they start fighting because the mechanoids kill all humans. They don't give a shit. Um, and what, and what I find happens is like, I get raided, uh, they come in, they try to shoot at the mechanoids and take them down. Oftentimes they, most of the times they lose. Right. And sometimes I split half and half, like half goes to fight the mechanoids, the other half comes to my base, so I still have to prepare for that. But um, it's a a decent strategy. But the thing is, like, at this point, at this point, it seems like I have to do it twice, because every time they, like, the, the different, the other factions, they'd send, like, fucking 30 people or 40 people to come and raid and the mechanoids would decimate them just absolutely just destroy them and maybe the and maybe they'd take out like one or two of the mechanoids but like i mean what is centipedes i mean when it's the pikemen or the lancers or like the other smaller ones those are they take them down pretty easy but fucking centipedes are, are hard as hell to take down so i need to like but it but i have a strategy too like for like uh when i actually do get raided i'm insulting so to build like the diplomacy i'm insulting factions that actually i can improve relations with so when they raid me a lot of their pawns die but the ones that are downed and they can be saved or captured i capture them heal them up and then release them and then uh and then uh the uh, when they once they leave the map uh, healed and all that, um, then then the relations between my colony and their colony it, it improves, right? And I do that enough times, then it gets to a point where I can, uh, you know, invite them to visit, and they come and they pay for a, a bed and shit, and they stay. Or I can, um, or I can, uh, like get to all the way to the point where they're allied. And I can like call trade caravans or call for military aid or whatever. So uh, mainly, what I want it for is the trade caravans and for the uh, visiting, so that you know I can have like a steady flow of income. Um, because like this late in the game, uh, I'm about like four years into into this into this uh, colony. I've already built a lot. I have like th- I have like almost thirty colonists, about ten of which are kids. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's a lot I'm doing a lot, man. <laughs> um, yeah. This game is so fucking good. <laughs> this game is so goddamn good, man. I I can't, I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop. I can stop. Don't say, never say you can't. You can stop, Kimani. Ah, man. I'm back on some dating apps. Um, I got back on a, a little while ago. I downloaded, I downloaded Hinge and, and then Tinder after a while. Um, Tinder fucking sucks as always. Um, I can't really knock Tinder though. They gave me my first date. You know, I think I can't say the game, but it got me my first date. So I guess I can't really knock Tinder that much. 
But I don't know. It took years. Uh, but that's not Tinder's fault. That's my fault. I had like I've probably had over fifty or sixty or seventy something matches on Tinder, um, and plus like likes that I I never like I intentionally never never uh, fucking you know whatever. But I had options. I never exercised them or or my texting game is trash because it is. So I. Like I, I know it's trash, and uh, I never got responses after a message. Um, like more than half of them. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch. Uh, I'm. I. I guess I. I guess I can't blame Tinder really. Um, I'm too picky, and then when I'm not picky, my texting game is fucking garbage. Um. But Hinge is nice though. I like Hinge. I've I've also only gotten one date out of Hinge before, but I've gotten uh I have gotten people to agree. I've gotten women to agree to dates before and then not be able to make it last minute. Um you know, never uh, we did plan we with one i remember we did plan another thing but she ended up like leaving the country so um i don't even know why i'm fucking back on these things to be honest it's just a just a like it is multiple things it's getting back into the swing of like being social and shit you know meeting new people i'd like to do that um you know I can't. I can't even afford to be fucking dating. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, that artist's uh, uh, UBI thing. I I might be able to get into that though, or I might be able to get a, a accepted for that shit. I'm on the wait list, um, and there are six hundred or seven hundred people on the on the wait list. They're picking twenty four hundred people, and. And um, last I checked, there are 3,100 um, people that that are uh, picks, right? So obviously 700 of these people, are, uh, including myself, are on the wait list. That's what it said in my email, that I'm on the wait list. So um, I'm hoping that 700 of these people... I mean, listen, we're fucking artists. Most of, most of us are slackers. I did this shit like last night my uh not 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 the application but the um but there were like additional things that i had to like send in um or additional forms i had to fill out after after i was put on the wait list um but everyone has to do that but i figure we're artists right like i feel like there's a good chance that one in five of us (laughs) aren't gonna (laughs) uh aren't gonna do this shit in time you know or haven't done this shit in time. I mean, the deadline was was this morning, I think. No, not this morning. Yesterday morning. I'm saying this morning like I haven't been up all night and it's morning again. Yesterday morning. Or yesterday at noon. Um, so if I get into that, that's a guaranteed thousand a month for 18 months. That is... That, that would be incredible. That'd be amazing. You know? I'm still going to get a job. Um, I'm still going to get a job because 
uh, at this point I need it. I'm late on Tiny House Progress, and especially since I'm, I might end up pushing back the Tiny House Project again another three months so that I can start on this film stuff. Like, uh, I don't know if I mentioned... Did I mention this uh, last time I did this? When was the last time I did this? Was it? It wasn't last. It wasn't yesterday morning. It was the morning before, I think. Right. Um. I. Uh, uh, gosh. I um. Am tired. As you can probably tell from my yawning, I. Yeah, I I, I want to host some film screenings, right? Or some um, some uh, short film screenings, like proper, like sell tickets, do a proper thing, right? But obviously, I have a short film to show. Even Deadweight, when that's done, that's not. I don't think that's going to be enough. Um, and it's not just going to be mine. Uh, it's also going to be Brandon uh, when we shoot his project end of summer. Um, that's not the name of the project, but we when we shoot the, his project at the end of this summer, we're gonna like he said he wants to aim for like August because he's doing a fourth draft of the script. Um, I mean, I mean, I read the second draft and it was pretty solid. He has some ways to go. Well, he had some things to do, but the second draft was pretty solid. I really like the the overall like premise and story and all that. Um, I don't know how the fuck we're gonna be able to shoot this project though. Um. The bulk of the the of the uh, the bulk of the budget is going to be um is going to be in location, I think, right? And then of course lighting and uh, a bit of set direction because the the lead character is an actress. Well, not an actress. Uh, I am tired. Fucking hell. Uh, the lead character um, is an artist. And she's supposed to have art around the around her cabin. <laughs> like it's basically the the location is basically like a lakeside or a lake lake house, whatever. Um, like a lake lakeside thing. So we're probably gonna have, we're likely gonna end up going upstate to shoot this thing, or like somewhere, uh, somewhere that has a fucking lake or whatever. And it's probably gonna take like three or four days to shoot. Um, because it's a longer project, he always writes longer projects. He has problems cutting things down. Um, I could probably convince him to cut a little bit of it um, too, though, because I, I there are something. I think when when I gave him the original critique, I was like, "Yeah, you could probably cut this and condense this and put and mix this scene with that scene um, to actually like add impact or like remove this character or combine this character with another character or whatever." Um, but. Uh, but his project's really good. I, and I think that would probably be the feature. Um, or not the feature, but the the top. Like the... the, the um, out of the three short films, at least three short films that we show in a screening that we, you know, that we're selling tickets for, I think his would be the top. Unless... Um, the project that I came up with a couple days ago is really fucking solid once we get it done. Like I, I think the idea is solid and I think and I think um the execution can be solid. And also the cast, um, if we can get the cast that we want, I already know that one person I can absolutely get because he's very very close friend of mine. 
um, and he wants to do it. Um, he doesn't even know the idea yet, but he was like, I want to do it. Uh, he wants to act and he's a, and I've seen him act before in like music videos and stuff. So he's good. Um, or he, he can be good. I know how to direct him for this project as well. Um, there's a couple other people, they have big followings, um, and they would be good in the roles and I know them, I've met them before. Um, so I mean, one of whom I've shot with a couple times and I know him and his dad look relatively well. And this is if I go with, with, with them, but, um, you know, I'm still going to cast for the project, like a couple of roles. I still haven't figured out all the roles, but the three main roles that are involved, I think, I, I think, uh, I'm pretty solid on, um, if I haven't, I don't remember if I fucking talked about this at all, but basically the idea is, uh, the the name of the project is um marked men and it's about uh a tattoo artist who uh, primarily tattoos criminals um like like career criminals who are like out doing their shit they're assassins or drug dealers or whatever the fuck right um i can't say assassins they're hitmen right i feel like assassin has a higher level of polish maybe or would a hitman have a higher level of polish you know because i'd have to think of like like agent 40 agent 47 or agent 46 what's his name it's 47 and in, in the hitman games i don't know um yeah no i think uh he's no no i think what, what was i saying uh, yeah, so it's about a, a, he's a tattoo artist, he tattoos these whatevers, and, uh, he, and, uh, he has to defend a kid who witnessed an assassination or some criminal thing go on from a couple of his clients, um, throughout a night, right? I think that's what I want to go with. I don't, I'm not entirely sure, I haven't even started writing the project yet, I only wrote a logline, I came up with a couple ideas for posters and, like, casting and all the shit that doesn't matter yet because the project isn't, like, written, at least, <laughs> I don't even have an outline for it yet, um, of, like, order of events, um, you know, major things or whatever, but I'll figure that out. But I, I think that's a really good idea. And so, it's gonna be... It's probably going to be that project, um, my friend Brandon's project, and then our friend DJ's project that we're supposed to shoot. I don't know when, but I read the script a while ago, but that's probably going to be like the opener because it's a much shorter project and it's a lot easier to shoot. This is, you know, like he's an actor. He has a bunch of actor friends. He's going to cast the whole thing himself. Um, he's playing a lead role. Um, so he's going to direct and play the lead role and he's producing because he's a producer. <laughs> um, I mean, that's what he wants to do. So, uh, so that's probably going to open up the night and then, or not the night, but the showing. So amongst the three of our projects, I think Brandon's project is probably going to end up being around 20 minutes. Mine's going to end up being maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And then, uh, DJ's project is like less than, less than five is like really short. Um, so eh, it might be a little bit longer than that, but, um, But yeah, when when when, when these projects, when, when we have them done, <coughs> oh man, when we have them done, then that'll be great. You know what else we're gonna do? 
what else? Not what else we're gonna do? What else I found out today? Um, actually, I found out a couple awesome filmmaking things today. So Siruai is putting out a <coughs> a cinema um, a, a a cinema kit, a cinema lens kit. Um, right now they got a twenty four millimeter, uh, thirty five, and a and a fifty. Um, and then they have a zoom. Oh, so the those three primes are all macros, by the way. So they focus like less than an inch um, um, from the front element. And then they have a zoom, which is like a twenty-eight to eighty-five um, t two point eight, I believe, or t three point five, something like that. Um, <coughs> and the primes—they're all going for eight hundred dollars right now, like at like pre-order to launch are going for 800 bucks and then after that they're going to be a thousand dollars uh per lens which is incredible pricing for a fucking cinema like metal like good build quality cinema lens with uh some character on it and it's like oh my gosh they're like they're t2 they're like they're good it looks like good glass and all and everything i've seen of it like um on Surulai's, uh, I think their website. Um, yeah, I think I looked at their website. Like they had a little bit of footage with it, like shot on Sony FX6s, and they look just stellar. Like it looks really fucking good. Um, <coughs> why am I coughing so much? Oh, man. <coughs> this is annoying. What was I saying? Yeah, so... If I get a cinema... If I want to get cinema lenses, I'm probably going to go with that. I know originally I was going th- I was thinking Rokinon Zine lenses, um, but those are more expensive because they're 1500 bucks per per lens. No, they're not even. They're 1750 I think, per lens. Right? Um, and they're... Big ass lenses, like they their front element is fucking gigantic. I don't even know how to fit a matte box on some of those. Um, I think I I'll have to look back at them, and then and then still like you know if I wanted to get multiple of them, like that's way more expensive than getting like I can get three. I can get three, all three of the of the primes from Struai, um, for the same price as getting like one and a half of the Rokinon zines. So, Siruai's lenses look really good. And then their macro too, which I'm going to definitely need for this uh, tattoo project. The reason I call it Marked Men, by the way, is um, a couple of reasons. Obviously, (coughs) (coughs) man, (coughs) obviously, like, Marked Men, tattooed men, and they're criminals, so they're Marked Men, like that, Siantan. I guess it's a double entendre of some kind. But <clears throat> the other one, the other thing, I want to call the tattoo parlor Mark Men Tattoo uh, uh, Tattoo Shop or whatever the fuck. I think that's a sick name for a tattoo place. Um, anyway. If I, if I end up buying lenses to, sh- uh, like, for my, like, for myself, um, I'll probably go with those. So those are really great. And if not, I'll probably just rent them um, 
because I'm sure people are going to be fucking buying those things like hotcakes, right? Um, the other the other thing that's really cool is Frame.io. They have this like like a super quick wireless like cloud based um, um, footage sharing thing, right? Basically, as you're shooting, you can immediately send the footage that you shoot directly to uh, to the cloud, and you can access that from DaVinci Resolve or the Premiere Pro or, or, or the Adobe Creative Suite or whatever, and it immediately creates proxies, and you can edit in real time, <laughs> or you can view shit in real time. So I was watching a Film Riot YouTube video. There, That's why, how I found out about that. And they were talking about how the whole thing works and how they were using it on set. And basically they had two units, right? A director on the, the director of the, of the overall project was on one unit, um, shooting and directing the other unit that was also shooting away, like on a different location. And the AD who was directing that unit, they would be like, they would get the footage from the first, from the first, or, or from the main set, um, and match the shit that they were shooting, like on, on their own set to the to the same footage. So they'd get like the same style, the same kind of visuals. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I had two cinematographers, so the cinematographers would be like basically, like one cinematographer would basically like mimicking the other one's style of how they're shooting the project and if they had to get like a match cut or anything like that that's what they were doing and the the head director she would be uh she'd be like reviewing footage from the other set within minutes of them shooting right and then giving critiques and be like no reshoot this no maybe run this again do this whatever get remember get this insert and Another fucking amazing idea that they had, or amazing thing that they could do with it, is they can send their footage to a to an editor remotely, like within minutes, like basically instantly. They'd send they're basically sending the um, them proxies, right, like proxy files, and that editor can edit a rough cut of everything that they're shooting in real time and send it back, and then the director could just like look at it and be like, oh, okay. Um, we need to get an insert for this. This doesn't flow right. Maybe let's reshoot this scene. You know, let's relight it or reshoot it. Like, we have the time of the day or whatever. Or maybe they block out time. Um, but, like, they can do it just very, very easily that way. And it's like, oh, wow. That speeds up production incredibly. I'm definitely using this. And the shit's just, like... Like, it's just included in the frame I... Like, frame I.O., um... um it's a subscription. So it's like 15 bucks a month for the basic plan. Another basic plan, the pro plan. The basic plan is free, but I don't know what the basic plan includes, but I doubt it includes like this fast fucking, um, um, like, you know, cloud-based uh, uh, sending shit back and forth super easy within minutes and editing and all that. I doubt it includes that, but um, I'm absolutely going to be using this on every project I do from now on. I'm probably, I'm just going to hire an editor, like, remotely. <laughs> they don't have to be on set with us. I want them to be New York-based so that I could actually come in and, and, and uh, I know I keep blowing out my nose. 
here, but for whatever reason, it's like this is really annoying. <laughs> My gosh, it keeps getting clogged like slightly, and it's annoying. Um, like I need to, I need to find an, uh, more filmmaking friends. I need to find an audio guy, and I need to find an editor. Um, but when I find an editor, like they don't have to join, they don't, they won't have to join us on set. And they won't have to wait until we're done shooting to get the footage to be able to cut. They can, in the moment, I can be like, hey, I'll hire you out for the day. Obviously, I won't be able to pay, like, full price. I'll probably be able to pay on, like, like a couple hundred bucks or whatever. But um, we're shooting from, like, you know, 4 p.m. to to midnight, right? Um, I just need you to be, I just need you to be, like, at your desk like receiving footage and editing uh, all the shit that we send you like into a rough cut of each scene um like starting at like 9 9 p.m. and do it for like the last few hours of shooting so that uh in an hour I can check back and be like okay what have you got for us and and um you know you send they send us back the footage we look at it we're like okay uh, we may have to stay another hour, but we but we got to get inserts so that this scene flows better, or we got to reshoot this because I I don't like how this is going like on camera, how this is a <laughs> or how this reads. Then again, I'm not a person who like the only time that I ever need to reshoot is if we really just miss shit, right? Like in terms of like blocking and like figuring out all that, I'm relatively good at that. But like getting like the really the thing that I really need to nail down is getting inserts and getting coverage because I'm I'm a very efficient shooter and sometimes that means I miss right like I don't get enough um so it makes it a little bit harder or jankier to cut so um yeah I I I'm going to uh I'm definitely gonna fucking get frame IO for the next project we shoot and I don't know if the next project we shoot is gonna be this one about this uh this writing chick or about or or i'm just gonna skip that or or put that on the back burner and do this tattoo artist project because this tattoo artist project then again this tattoo artist project is gonna cost more money because we're gonna need gun props and fucking location is gonna be more expensive and i want to i want to partner with a tattoo shop to get like the tattoos done for for the for some of the um you know, the characters, like, obviously they're not going to be real tattoos, but they could come in and design, like, do the tattoo design for all these characters, um, and it'll be, like, temporary shit, like, water, like, with water-based ink that just comes out, um, in a week. <laughs> Man. Um, but yeah, I gotta figure that shit out. But man, if I, if I can get this, this, uh, <coughs> If I if I can really if I really do get approved for, or or get selected for this uh, uh, Creative Rebuild New York um, UBI thing, that would be incredible, and that would help so much, right? A thousand bucks a month goes towards so much because a thousand bucks a month I can do all the photo projects that I want to do and still have money left over um, to like to like work on 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 bone studios and and um or bone media and and like getting the llc filed getting the trademark shit done 
Like that's that a thousand dollars a month goes a long way. And I and I'm still gonna look for a job. Like I, I gotta hit up these um bartending guys. Um, they haven't responded to me. I I texted a while ago. They haven't responded. I'm gonna send them these photos and then we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's all. It's nine forty three. I'm going to go to sleep. Good night.